And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Uh, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. <laughs> All right, let's turn our attention to the port city of uh, Busan, where a delegation was here to see if uh, the port city is best fit for the 2030 World Expo. This is our first keyword of the day. Busan has everything. The delegation of the BIE says Busan is a viable candidate to host the World Expo in 2030 as they wrapped up their inspection of the city. Uh, the words of the president of the BIE's administration budget committee, right? Uh, Busan has yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a promising uh, remark from uh, Patrick Specht, who is, as you mentioned, the president of the BIE's administrative administration and budget committee. Uh, he made the remarks in a press conference after the five-day uh, on-site inspection that involved both Seoul and Busan. Uh, he said they were especially impressed by and grateful for the enthusiasm demonstrated by citizens uh, on the streets. There have been many placards and a lot of displays trying to promote Busan to host the city. And he also praised Busan's hospitality as well while the delegation were there. And he told reporters that such assessment was based on a number of criteria, ranging from political support to financial and logistics viability as well as support from commercial entities and citizens. But he declined uh, to compare Pusan's viability with that of other candidates. He kind of stayed a bit mum on that. Uh, Pusan is in the running against cities uh, Rome, Riyadh and Odessa. Now, Specht only said the BIE would evaluate each candidate city according to its own merits only. Now, Pusan has tough competition in terms of Riyadh, mm. the uh, Saudi Arabian capital, because it's so far been regarded as the strongest uh, contender. Uh, now, the BIE Secretary General, Dimitri Kakensis, uh, said the city's proposed plan to relocate North Port facilities for the expo is more than feasible, in his words. He said uh, that Pusan was trying to propose its bid in a way that would lead to a much stronger participation in World Expos for all participating countries. Now, he was referring to the so-called Pusan Initiative, which is aimed at helping developing countries find solutions to challenges they face with the help of the host nation mm -hmm. uh, and having them presented uh, via World Expo exhibitions. Uh, now, meanwhile, President Yoon also paid a surprise visit to a farewell dinner that was held for the BIE team. Uh, he said the central and regional governments, as well as rival parties and private and public sectors, are all fully supporting uh, the Pusan World Expo bid. So it appears that Korea has done a good job in trying to uh, lobby the VIE team or trying to impress them. They certainly seem to be impressed. Mm. Uh, uh, but, well, of course, won't know anything until a final decision has been made on which city will actually host uh, the 2030 World Expo. All right, so let's wait and see. Uh, we turn our attention to our second keyword of the day, uh, the state visit to the United States for President Yoon. We're getting more framework as to who will be joining the president on that trip. This is our second keyword of the day. Yoon's entourage. So a delegation of lawmakers from both sides of the aisle will accompany President Yoon on his upcoming state visit to the U.S. That's happening later this month. Can you tell us the details? Sure. Now, the announcement was made by the presidential spokesperson, Kimon Hare. The lawmakers will accompany Yoon on the trip as part of a, a special entourage that also includes the heads of the country's uh, major conglomerates. Now, top executives who are part of the 
uh, economic delegation to the United Arab Emirates earlier this year. We'll also likely once again uh, join Yoon for the trip to the U.S. Uh, Kim expressed hope that they will play a significant role in diplomacy representing the country's national interests. A senior official at the top office confirmed that opposition lawmakers are included in this special entourage, although it has not been uh, finalised. Yoon's office is reportedly contacting lawmakers who will join Yoon's trip, mainly from the Parliamentary Diplomacy Forum on the United States, which Mm -hmm. is a parliamentary group for uh, diplomacy with the US. Uh, The bipartisan delegation is expected to engage in parliamentary diplomacy, Uh, And meanwhile, a formal parliamentary body promoting exchanges between the two countries' legislatures, which is similar to the uh, Korea-Japan Parliamentarians Union, uh, could also be launched as a result of the state visit. Uh, Now, meanwhile, top congressional leaders in the U.S. have invited Yoon formally to address uh, a joint meeting on April 27th to commemorate the 70th anniversary um, of the alliance. Uh, they added that such an address would be an ideal platform to share Yoon's vision for the future uh, of the U.S.-Korea alliance. We mentioned mm-hmm. yesterday that a visiting delegation of U.S. lawmakers here in Korea uh, have extended that invitation, and now there is a formal invitation coming uh, from U.S. Congress itself. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Rice prices. So the government is putting in various measures to control the falling price of rice and falling demand of rice uh, to stabilize the market. Can you run us through the latest proposed measures? Right. So the government set the target price for harvested rice at 200,001 per 80 kilograms this year. That's basically one rice paddy. That's up from uh, about 187,001 last year. The government will reduce the rice paddy areas by around 5% this year to achieve that goal. Uh, The government hopes to adjust output by offering subsidies to farmers when they uh, cultivate other kinds of crops, uh, such as rice flour and beans, Mm. and also when they agree to uh, cut the rice output as well. Now, the combined size of rice paddy areas came to around 727,000 hectares last year, Uh, The government is pushing to reduce that number to 661,000 hectares by the year 2025. Now, it also vowed to support the development of quality varieties of rice and the release of rice-based products to promote uh, rice consumption. Uh, It set the goal of boosting exports of rice-related products to 300 million U.S. dollars by 2027, Uh, from last year's $182 million. Now, the government annually purchases a certain amount of homegrown rice to help stabilize the domestic uh, rice market. Uh, Last year, the country's rice output came to just under 3.8 million tonnes. Now, Mm -hmm. the government spent around 1 trillion won on purchasing around 450,000 tonnes of rice. Now, Uh, The new measures come uh, because the Democratic Party recently pushed through a bill for the government to keep buying excess rice. Uh, Yoon has vetoed that bill, uh, hence the the new measures being announced. They basically want to find a fundamental solution uh, to Mm. the surplus rice that's being produced in Korea uh, amid the falling demand uh, for the staple grains. So, mm. um, yeah, there you have it. So they're trying to basically cut down on production, um, the first phase of uh, rice uh, production, rather than just buy any excess amounts. So right. um, there you have it. Uh, how the Democratic Party will react uh, is another issue. But those are the measures put forth 
uh, nonetheless. Because, I mean, in prior, based on our prior conversations, the Grain Management Act was largely pushed forward by the DP uh, with their majority at the National Assembly. We're, you're right. We'll mm-hmm. have to wait for the DP's response. But certainly a fundamental solution to surplus of mm. rice. This may require more more than just one act and one bill. We'll have to wait yep. and see. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Three-way meeting. So the top nuclear envoys of South Korea, the U.S. and Japan will be meeting today in Seoul to discuss North Korea's nuclear threat. What can we expect, Adam? Right, so Seoul's foreign ministry says the three sides will share their assessments of the grave situation on the Korean Peninsula uh, in the wake of North Korea's recent provocations, of which there have been many, uh, as well as to discuss response uh, measures. Uh, the participants in the discussions are to be South Korea's Kim Gun, uh, the US's Sun Kim, as well as Japan's uh, Takahiro Funakoshi. Now, the meeting follows bilateral South Korea-US and South Korea-Japan senior representative talks that were uh, held yesterday. Uh, the two Kims uh, agreed to respond sternly to any provocations from Pyongyang under a robust South Korea-US combined defense posture. Kim and Funakoshi stressed the importance of trilateral cooperation involving the US uh, in order to promote a united international response to Pyongyang's nuclear and missile threats. Now, today's meeting will be the three envoys' uh, first uh, face-to-face discussions in around four months after they held one in Indonesia's Jakarta. Uh, they are likely to repeat uh, most of the things they said during their respective uh, bilateral talks. But of mm. course, uh, we'll have to see the outcome of today's meeting for any further uh, developments or any new comments that are made. And finally, as we turn to our final keyword of the day, Xi Jinping, China's top leader, and Emmanuel Macron, France's president, calling for peace talks. Uh, let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Macron meets Xi. So the French leader has urged his Chinese counterpart to help stop Russia's war in Ukraine. This came as a two held the first of a series of high-level meetings in Beijing. Uh, really, there, there was no consensus, but at least the fact that they sat down f- to sort of push forward for that agenda is clearly noteworthy. What's the latest on it? It certainly is. That's right. Uh, Macron urged Beijing to talk sense uh, to Russia mm-hmm. over the war in Ukraine, basically telling Russia to come to its senses. Macron said the West must engage China to help end the crisis and prevent what he called spiraling tensions that could split uh, global powers into warring blocs. But Moscow said there were no prospects for a peaceful uh, settlement so far and that its offensive uh, would continue. Those comments came after that meeting. Uh, CE, on the uh, uh, meanwhile, said he wanted to avoid an escalation, adding that Europe was an independent pole in a multipolar world and that China supported Europe's strategic uh, autonomy. Uh, but he also said that China advocates for peace talks and does seek a political solution and called for rational restraint, mm. as he put it, from the international community. And she also expressed willingness to speak to Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, um, but no really further comments on that other than expressing willingness. Now, Zelensky, for his part, has repeatedly asked Xi to actually meet him, especially including after uh, the Chinese leader visited Vladimir Putin in mm-hmm. Moscow last month. So uh, Zelensky basically wants uh, Xi to meet him as well to try and get both sides of the story and see if uh, the Chinese leader can mediate uh, in this conflict. Uh, Xi also reiterated that nuclear weapons should not be used in the conflict 
uh, after Moscow hinted that it actually may do so. Uh, Macron is on a state visit to China that is being highly scrutinized, actually, after years of deteriorating relations between the West and China, uh, which has pretty much refused to condemn Russia's invasion mm. of Ukraine up until this point. Uh, but Macron is also there to seek uh, bolster, to bolster trade ties mm. as well. He's joined by the European Commission chief, Ursula von der Leyen, who he invited to take part in talks with the Chinese leadership, mm. uh, as well as a large business delegation. Von der Leyen was also uh, accompanying Macron in those talks with Xi uh, when they were talking about the conflict. Uh, mm. in Ukraine, and von der Leyen basically echoes some of the sentiment expressed uh, by Macron. Uh, now, China uh, has been, um, has announced this kind of, its own kind of uh, peace plan mm. for the conflict in Ukraine that's been generally dismissed uh, by the West. Uh, but um, yes, uh, Europe seems to be, or Macron uh, seems to be kind of, or, or the Ukraine rather, excuse me, mm. seems to be kind of considering it uh, because it's a peace plan nonetheless, uh, right. rather that it's better to have one rather than none. So right. uh, we'll have to see how uh, the European leaders and the US uh, feel about it uh, and if there are any takeaways from that plan. But mm. uh, a meeting between Macron and C is certainly uh, one step further to trying to find a solution to the conflict mm. uh, in Ukraine. Because there have been no known peace talks between Russia and Kyiv since last April, and both sides mm. have expressed negotiating positions that are counter to each other, so there was no middle ground. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, just the prospect of peace talks that considerably needs to be on the table more frequently. Mm. And this trip by Emmanuel Macron certainly seems to signal that. Thank you so much, Adam, sure. for a week's worth of coverage. Have a safe weekend. You are, you are very welcome. Have a great weekend. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.